bringing people together um, on the dance floor felt really aligned with my purpose and um, yeah, bringing people together to celebrate life and a communion and um, dancing and just connecting uh, definitely, you know, just felt aligned with my calling. So yeah. Was there like a, a specific moment where you were like, okay, I'm going to go all in with this project. There was a moment where I, I realized like, okay, I really need to pursue this. Cause I've always, I'd always created art and, um, you know, had different forms and expression and, um, whether it was, you know, painting like, or graffiti writing or break dancing or, you know, just creating beats. Um, I was like, definitely always an artist but um there was a point you know i'd say probably about five years ago where i realized that yeah like i wanted to channel it all into Swelo as a project and um kind of pull it through in that form uh to share with the world so it was a really nice moment it kind of came from a, a, a bit of a broken heart i like to say um in times of destruction create something that's been a sort of a guiding mantra for myself. And, you know, it's like definitely, yeah, observing that there's chaotic moments in life for all of us. I think no matter who we are, we uh, we have that uh, experience and, you know, chaos and confusion and just kind of like feeling lost at moments. Um, and in that time, I think we do have a choice in a lot of ways, um, whether we're going to sort of give up into it. Um, let it overtake us and kind of like it, there is a lot of pull to just lay in bed and just give up and feel I felt that you know um, but there's also this choice to kind of lean into it breathe into it and stay calm and calm in moments of chaos and um, create something and and that kind of brings and seeds new life so it was a very uh, beautiful moment for me to find that alignment and for it to come through it gave me a lot of purpose and hope for the world and for what I had to offer. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure all of us can relate, you know, in our own ways to that, that whole vibe of like picking yourself up after something. So I want, I want to pick your brain about you. You know, you're, you're an artist and a lot of the artists I've spoken to in the past are in some sort of group and, you know, you being kind of like your own boss a little bit with your own project where you're the leader but then like, who are you leading? You're kind of leading yourself in addition to your team. But like, I'd love to hear what you've learned, you know, with, you know, leading yourself and then just being a leader in general are just like kind of the most important sticking points when it comes to being a great leader. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, so I think like leadership is... Uh, yeah, I've been learning a lot about it. And um, I think really, it's about connecting to one's heart and letting our heart guide us. Um, and, you know, we have these thinking brains that are always going and analyzing and sort of. Um, so direction can come from the brain, but I think prior to that, it comes from the heart. So um, and, you know, there is like intuition, there's a lot of different factors at play when we sort of lead because leading is there's all these paths that present themselves and we have to choose which path we're gonna you know go along and and stick to and how we navigate those choices along the way and so yeah for me it's oftentimes like checking in with my heart 
Uh, does this feel right? Is this aligned? Is this aligned for myself as well as for the greater good of others is how I like to uh, approach decisions and, and how I make decisions and leading myself and others as well. And now, now flipping that to kind of, you know, your approach when just when working with others, not necessarily being a leader per se, what's the personality traits you've come to admire most in the people with the people you've worked with? Yeah. Um, let's see. I really appreciate, um, you know, kindness. I think at the end of the day, I, I really do appreciate kind people, um, who, who do choose to be calm in chaotic moments who, um, you know, sort of, I, I'd also say generosity is, is a really beautiful trait. Like when people are able to give, um, it means, you know, that they're confident and secure uh, where they're at in themselves as well as then being able to share and, um, yeah, sharing is caring. So I appreciate, you know, people who are thoughtful about others and kind of how they move along, um, kind of back to what I said, like in terms of, and it kind of reminds me of like the, you have to put your mask on before you put someone in the airplane. Like they say, you know, mm. the oxygen goes out, you got to put your mask on before you help someone else. It's like, you have to be aligned with oneself. So like that confidence, um, that, the leader shows that they're uh in tune with themselves and with like what what they believe in in their heart and then also while considering others um and you know being thoughtful and aware of others along the way and that decision is is really uh is beautiful for sure and i i love the way you put that and yeah it's like there's no greater flex than just being a kind generous person <laughs> mm -hmm. Totally. So jumping, jump a little bit to the side here. Can you talk to me about what you feel like it is about music that can cause for it to heal people? Yeah, music, uh, you know, based on like frequency and vibration, um, which scientifically we exist in this world of, um, yeah, vibration and frequency and movement. Um, we're like water molecules primarily, uh, you know, make up the human and, and the earth. Um, so, and then pushing energy, uh, through like the spectrum in form of vibration, um, is, yeah, is like this, is this magic, is this almost like higher than scientific? Like, I believe magic is almost like, beyond scientific definition <laughs> uh, that's what magic is like when you're something occurs that you're not able to quite scientifically or factually or like be able to define and um, I think music has that trait to it um, we know a lot about it but I think we're also learning always you know um, and and so it's just beautiful how with with intention um you can move matter. And I think a lot about like the study of, you know, the Japanese study on the water where you place an intention and you freeze the water molecule and you're left with a crystal that's, you know, very beautiful when you put one, an intention that is, you know, of that nature and, um, or can be very distorted if you're, you know, putting a kind of 
chaotic or distorted intention with the with the water so i think similar with music um you know really depends on what the intention is of the the facilitator curator or creator of of the music and um but it does have the ability to attune our frequencies and our sort of composition of of water within us um and so yeah i'm very curious and interested to continue to learn about that and uh things that's a great question i'm still asking myself yeah with with great power comes great responsibility or something like that right <laughs> yeah i'd love to hear your take on like so specifically with rhythm or trance right at times where music can feel like you know, an hour and a half of music's passed by in the blink of an eye. Like, what do you think's happening in the mind of the mm. listener that can cause for that like profound musical experience? Yeah, it's like a transcendental state of being um, where maybe we shift from like a physical focus to more of a spiritual or sort of ethereal experience. Um, I think you know both of those 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 planes exist like the physical reality exists we're we're living in it we're very conscious hyper focused on i'd say a lot in our culture and our in today's world and then the yeah the spiritual plane um which in a lot of ways from my perspective is more of of the real world actually and more of the world that exists um even though we're focused more on the physical world some of us not you know this is um yeah so i i just like to think about yeah like focusing on that aspect of um of the world and how we can then uh exist in it and how the physical then manifests around that in a way um is is really been quite uh kind of guiding in the way that i've i've been living and the way that i'm i'm sort of working with music as a medium i'd say so yeah. so yeah and i'd love for you to like course correct me i'm gonna try to like make sense of kind of what you're what you're putting out so as an artist your approach is a little bit like okay there's this underlying invisible world that we can't see but it's what you know really is orchestrating the whole physical world that we can see and so through your music um, and through through any kind of music that creates this like transcendental experience, like what would you say is ultimately going on between these worlds? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a bridging um, of those two those two worlds um, to sort of be you know in a physical space, in a place with other people, listening to music in our body, dancing, moving, and then as that trance experience is occurring we're able to shift into bridge um, into sort of the spirit world where we somewhat disassociate it somewhat with the physical world. It's not a complete dissociation because I think it is a bridging of the two um, mm -hmm. that happens. And um, yeah, it's just like amazing insights, lots of fun, pleasure, joy, uh, releasing of traumas, um, you know, uniting with one another, a sense of connection to God, you know, really, it, it can be different for everyone. Those are just a few of sort of 
maybe some of the things that I've experienced in that state, uh, in that bridge were of, of bridging of the two worlds in sort of a trance experience through music. And is this kind of like your, maybe your, your, I don't want to use the word goal, but that's, that's the word. Is that, are you, is this kind of your goal as an artist to create this type of experience for, for like your fans? Yeah. You know, if I can contribute to that, um, for sure. Like I'm, I'm definitely motivated to help, um, to help others and, and myself to, yeah, to be able to lean in deeper, um, to the experience and, um, into connection with others and ultimately you know into love I, I like to say love over fear um so into sort of like an existence where we you know we know we're gonna be okay we got this no matter what happens um in the physical reality like there's an understanding on the spiritual dimension that we're we're in this together and we got this and no matter what happens we're gonna be okay <laughs> I love that. This is Flowers on the Stage, a podcast about being creative and finding success. To support it, please check out our sponsors, New Belgium Brewing, Thrax CBD, and Ticket Relief, the ticketing company that plants trees with a portion of each ticket sold. And now, back to the episode. So now, now on the flip side for my next question, can you, can you talk to me about your experience professionally with like the tug of war between like making art and making money and what that's like for you? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I work on both sides of like music and entertainment in the sense of really coming from the heart and creating art and loving to share it. Um, and yes, like, you know, make a living from that as well. Um, and on the other side, I also am working in the promotions and production um, world, uh, creating events and experiences. And so um, I, yeah, I leaned into that heavily in uh, about 10 years ago and have had some awesome opportunities to work with some incredible groups. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's been a way for me to balance um, being able to provide and sustain as an artist. Um, it has its challenges, of course. Sometimes I wish I could, you know, focus more primarily on my music. And I, I, I'm hoping to do that, you know, at some point. Um, but I also really appreciate the balance and how the two things sort of work together in a way and support support both aspects so that's kind of where i'm at with my path um yeah it's it does feel at times you know i'm sacrificing um and at other times it feels like i'm really just i feel very very grateful and blessed to to have what i have going on um so yeah it's a, it's kind of through balance and kind of yeah always questioning and um at the same time feeling really grateful and present where i am yeah balance is key but you know that that doubt loves to find a way to creep in yeah totally and you know it's it's okay to i think a lot of times you know the artist is is revered as somebody who 
who doesn't show doubt. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's natural. Uh, it is natural to, to experience levels of doubt at moments. And I think most, you know, most people, most artists actually do experience that and, you know, humans and we, we can relate in that way. And it's, it's sort of learning how to work with it and alchemize it, um, how to channel the doubt, you don't, you know, there's a time and a place for it. And there's certain ways and tools of how to uh, navigate it um, and when to navigate it. Um, and, and it's been an awesome journey being uh, in this expression of working with music on, on both sides um, and navigating how to kind of work with moments of doubt for sure. I love that. That's like a, such a, a strong tip. Like there's a time and a place for it. You know, that, that is, I like that. Good All questions. Right. Hard questions. Yeah. I mean, you know, not hard, but just, yeah, good, challenging, thoughtful questions. Thank you. Yeah, man. I, I listened to you on some interviews yeah. and I knew, I knew I had the opportunity here to, you know, really explore some awesome topics. Awesome. I got a few yeah. more for you. So, okay. I'd love to hear something with your creative process that you stay away from doing and how you think that helps mm. you be successful. I'm really <laughs> focused on not overthinking right now. Like that's something that's uh, showing up is like, you know, pra the practice of being in the expression and letting it come through as it is and not overanalyzing and overthinking and so yeah like a quick example of how um i'll work with that is like when i'm starting to feel that doubt or when i'm starting to kind of wrestle with like the the thinking mind is this the right thing is this the um is this the right sound is this what i you know the melody that i'm going for is is this evoking the emotion Am I, are people going to receive this, um, is like observing that that's coming up. And then I find exercising to be a really powerful way to like shift my physical kind of thinking, like brain and vessel and get into a space where, um, I can be guided. Like I can, mm -hmm. when I'm euphoric and sort of high from exercising, um, I can move out of the brain state of overthinking and I can then let myself sort of be guided in a way to arrive at like, again, kind of checking in from the heart and being guided by the heart at that point. Um, and, and then the thinking can happen outside of it. So, yeah. I love it. Well, man, you are absolutely hitting these questions out of the park. I really appreciate you taking the time and everyone out there listening, if you listen this far, we got links in the description to check out Suelo's website. You can find him on socials and keep up with all he's got going on there, new music and tour dates and all that good stuff. We got a couple more questions for you. We can even uh, have them be kind of rapid fire if you're, uh, you know, feeling like yeah. that. That would be right. But um, let's do it. How would you say that the process of writing music and performing music live for you is is a spiritual thing for you? yeah just a really uh expressive way to like let the emotion and the energy flow through me hmm. what would you say is the thing in your life 
that's been the greatest teacher for you? The light and the force and the balance. It's like, yeah, these incredible letting the light come through from the universe, like whether it's the sunlight or, you know, food or inspiration, knowledge, somebody on my path. And then also like the force of like within like the, of the force to live and will to live and like um, just pushing forward for new growth and opportunities and ideas and connection and, and stuff. So the balance of those two. Mm. Love that answer. I'd love to hear what advice you can share about living a life that you can look back on and be proud of. Uh, yeah, just, you know, presence. And for me, like the senses are really, really helpful tools, um, you know, eating food and really tasting it and enjoying it and waking up in the morning and smelling how it smells in the morning, like, you know, the feeling the light on my skin, like those sensory that we're, we're blessed with help me to be present and, and to live in each moment, um, which when I look back on time, feeling like I lived that moment in that moment really gives me purpose. Amazing. Amazing. And my final question for you, what do you think old you would say to you now if they had the chance? I keep going, having fun and, you know, living in the moment and uh, just and be as kind as, as possible along the journey. Amazing. Swaylo, this is this is a grand slam. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Really appreciate it. Wonderful questions. Absolutely. We'll definitely stay in touch and uh, hopefully I'll get to see you out there on the road. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you very much. Have a great day. I'm Katie Daly, producer of Flowers on the Stage. This episode is brought to you by New Belgium Brewing. 